Welcome to KXAN News Today. Here are your Friday morning headlines. All five people aboard the Titan submersible are believed to be dead. Investigators say debris discovered in the search area is consistent with a catastrophic implosion. The U.S. Navy says it detected a sound consistent with an implosion around the time that the Titan lost communication. Austin police will increase their patrols starting today. It's part of a DWI enforcement initiative coinciding with the 4th of July holiday. The no refusal period will continue each night until July 9th. That means that a judge will be on standby to get a warrant to draw the blood of any driver who refuses a breath test. The Williamson County Regional Animal Shelter is staying open late tonight to host its Cats Pajama Adoption Event. The shelter's offering free adoptions for all cats and kittens, and that is from 6 to 8 tonight. Breaking overnight, millions of dollars are going to go toward your children's teachers in Austin ISD, but the school is still finding to have enough money next school year. Good morning, I'm Tom Miller. And I'm Erica Brennis. The school board after midnight approving a budget of nearly $2 billion, $1.82 billion to be exact. But the district is also dealing with its largest deficit in six years. District projects a nearly $53 million deficit for next fiscal year. But during its meeting, it says it could save enough money to cover almost half of that, like through state funding and increased enrollment. More than half the money in the projected budget is going to go back to recapture. Nearly $941 million, that's money it has to give to the state. Nearly $305 million is going to go toward teachers, costs for supplies and programs, and the rest is going to go toward other needs within the district. First warning weather with meteorologist Kristen Curry. Hey, good morning and happy Friday. We begin with a live look outside. Quiet conditions this morning, not seeing those storms and showers we had yesterday at this time. This is the view from the Indeed domain camera. A little bit of cloud cover out there, but dry skies from Mason to Fayette County. We are going to see very low rain chances today. It's only going to be an isolated storm or two later this afternoon and evening. So dry roads for your morning commute. Your temperatures out there a little warmer than what we had yesterday. 79 in Georgetown, 77 Bastrop, currently sitting at 80 here in Austin. We've got those low to mid 70s out in the hill country this morning. So the numbers still above average, not only in the morning, but certainly in the afternoon too, getting a little hotter today. Forecast high 99, feels like temperature up to 109. So we got a little lucky with the, the storms and showers we had yesterday morning, kind of set us back a little bit with the warm up. We topped out at 94 yesterday afternoon. So adding five degrees today, the feels like temperature is still a huge problem everywhere. Not a surprise to see that heat advisory extended until the end of the day today. That goes until 9 p.m. for those feels like temperatures up to 112. Coming up, only isolated storms today and tomorrow. Rain chances fighting for their life in the seven-day forecast. That high-pressure system making it real tough to get rain. Temperatures are getting hotter. And when can we expect a pattern change? We'll talk about the details of your Friday and weekend forecast here in a few minutes. Thank you, Kristen. You'll soon see more state troopers patrolling in Austin once again. The city announced that the partnership between the Austin Police Department and the Department of Public Safety will resume on July 2nd. Earlier this week, we told you about the crime at Royal Blue Grocery. Thieves repeatedly hit its downtown stories. And KXAN's Nabil Rahman uh, talked to the owner about what more officers could mean for his business. Videos like this. One day we called the 911 five times. Are not uncommon at Royal Blue Grocery. Owner Craig Staley says all of his stores see crime frequently, especially his Congress Avenue location. A number of times 
recently, someone's walked in with a basket, a shopping basket, filled it up with groceries and walked out the door. Staley says criminals continue to hit the stores. He blames a lack of police officers and slow response times. They know that APD can't get there fast enough. On Thursday, the city announced the partnership between APD and DPS will continue on July 2nd. It was put on hold mid-May after DPS troopers were deployed to the border with the expiration of Title 42. I am looking forward to the redeployment of DPS officers in the city of Austin. Council member Mackenzie Kelly says the partnership will help in a number of ways. It is a fact that when you have an increased presence of police officers in a community, crime does tend to go down. Not everyone is happy about the move. Concerns were raised when the partnership first started after a higher percentage of black and Hispanic people were arrested on misdemeanor charges. Esmeralda Hernandez lives in Austin and says she's against the partnership. I think that we see a lot of over-policing in um, areas like the 4-1, like um, Dove Springs. There's a new strategy this time. APD will deploy troopers to where they're most needed, like roads with high rates of fatal crashes, areas with high violent crime, and places with fewer police officers. I think it's a great idea. I think it's the only thing that we have at our disposal that can help us get through these next years until we get the numbers you know, back up in APD's uh, ranks. Nabil Ramadna, KXAN News. APD Chief Joseph Chacon says the APD leadership will attend shift briefings with DPS. This can be able to try and ensure that Austin policing values are addressed and reinforced there. Going in depth, Chacon's monthly report shows crime in downtown Austin is tracking lower this year. From January to May, crimes against people were down 8% from last year. Crimes against property also down about 6%. Many people remain worried that the Texas power grid is not going to be able to stand the heat. This weekend, we could possibly reach record-breaking territory. A new poll shows Texans want more done to ensure the state's power grid is reliable. Taking a look at ERCOT's website, the group that manages the grid, there is enough power right now to handle the demand. This season, ERCOT asked people to voluntarily conserve energy because of the heat, something energy experts tell us is a concern. Meantime, a new Texas politics project poll shows nearly half of Texans are not confident lawmakers did enough this legislative session to fix the state's power grid. There's been a very long kind of hangover, if you will, from the impact and the experience of winter storm Uri. Governor Abbott signed a bill into law that will force several grid reforms. These include reliability requirements for new power plants, also a study of current resources. So how do you help keep pressure off of the grid right now? That UT expert you just heard from says one option is to crank your AC in the morning when conditions are less tight and then bump your thermostat up and coast off of that during the afternoon. He says if you aren't home during the day and you don't have pets, bump the temperature up a couple degrees while you are away. A deadly tornado in West Texas, the little relief that could come today for people cleaning up in the area. New concerns over technology standards with Textag, the state-run toll system operated by TxDOT. KXN investigators uncovering more problems facing the Texas toll road system. 
down trees and damage homes after severe storms in the Denver metro yesterday. Fierce winds hit the area and at times that rain was coming in sideways. The National Weather Service concluded an EF1 tornado touched down in the southern part of the city, staying on the ground for a little more than six miles. That storm also came with baseball-sized hail in the Mile High City. Now here in Texas, power is expected to slowly return to Matador. This is out near Lubbock. These drone shots show a clear picture of the destruction after that deadly tornado earlier this week. It killed four people and injured more than a dozen others. Homes are destroyed, 18 wheelers flipped, several roofs are peeled off. After living through the tornado, two friends called each other to check up on each other and take care of their community. He said, what can we do for him? I said, Let's cook for him. I said, we can cook and we can supply water. And uh, he said, let's do it. So he brought his cooker in and I called Travis Anger and, and several other people out of Lubbock and they brought food and stuff. And thankfully the grocery store donated all the sausage and hot dogs and fish. The National Weather Service should know how strong that tornado was by the end of this evening. Thank you, Kristen. A lightning strike causing a house fire in Travis County. What experts say makes some homes more at risk of getting hit. The solution two senators have for the growing concern about nuclear weapons being used against Ukraine. Good morning, a live look from North Austin. This is our Indeed Domain Tower camera. We hope you're having a great start to your Friday morning. A quiet and dark start here in Central Texas. Some West Austin neighbors say they are looking at ways to protect their own homes after lightning set a house on fire. It happened at a Spicewood home on Wednesday. The people who live there, they were not home at the time. Mario Williams, a local contractor, says higher elevation is one risk factor when it comes to lightning. The rule of thumb is lightning is lazy. Any type of lightning finds the easiest way to get from the, crowd, the cloud to the ground or vice versa. Williams said other risk factors for lightning include if your home sits on some type of deposit of earth metals or if you live directly over an aquifer. He recommended considering lightning protection, which means a system of rods and cables to keep your home from getting hit. And then if it does get hit, it dissipates that electricity. Oof. It's, it's so one scary. of those things that, that doesn't happen often, but when right. it does, I mean, it can be devastating. devastating. And I will say there are more lightning fires as far as homes go here in Austin than I've ever seen in my yeah. career anywhere else in yes. the city. And I don't yes. know why that is. I think there's a, a lot of lightning here. And there's as hills and elevation. And, and maybe the Edwards Aquifer, as yeah. he said, that can be, uh, yeah. you know. Yeah, that actually surprised me because that thing is way down there. So I wouldn't I wouldn't mm -hmm. have put the two together. But, I mean, we're not any stormier than Oklahoma, yeah. right. you know. I love right. that he said Denver. lightning is lazy. Well, that's not it something is. that yeah. I would yeah. ever describe lightning as, but it makes sense that's that it just wants to go to the easiest, most, right. you know, well, attractive it's for the tallest thing. thing. It's looking for the, <laughs> yeah. that's where it's easiest is the tallest thing. So you just want to make sure you are not the tallest thing out there. I'm not the tallest exactly. thing. Exactly. Yeah. You want to, at least the house is better than you. Let me show yeah. you what's going on with your forecast here because we shouldn't see a whole lot of lightning today. Your clouds and radar not showing anything that I'm concerned about this morning. Your temperatures upper 70s to low 80s, 80 in Austin, 79 in Georgetown, 73 in Lano. Temperatures are going to be comfortable. Humidity, 
not comfortable. This is really what's hurting us is the fact that it's so humid outside. We've got dew points in the 70s across central Texas. That's a tropical air mass just sitting there. And with the heat and the temperatures climbing, the combination is just bad. You've been feeling it recently. Yesterday was our, our one normal day of temperatures with that high only getting to 94. But I told you yesterday it was going to be brief and I mean it because today we're back up to 99. Your feels like temperature 109. Our heat index topped out of 101 yesterday in Austin. So we are cranking up the heat a little bit more across central Texas today. Everybody likely to be above 105 with that feels like temperature. And that's why this heat advisory has been extended for yet another day. This is in place until 9 p.m. Likely to see this go into the weekend, if not even turn into an excessive heat warning for some as the temperatures get even hotter. Rain chances are fighting, but they're not going to have a whole lot of success. It's only a 10% chance for an isolated storm today. They're not expected to be anything of a big deal, not expected to be severe, not expected to be widespread. So no need to rearrange your Friday over that 10%. I would tell you just as a forewarning that that high pressure system is getting closer to us this week and beyond. So that that 99 today remains the coolest afternoon high, relatively speaking, in this seven day forecast. We get up to 101 tomorrow, Sunday, 103, 105 to 106, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday and Thursday. The worst of this heat wave is still to come. Your overnight lows will stay in the upper 70s for the next six to seven nights. A text tag troubles update. New concerns surface over the state-run toll system operated by the Texas Department of Transportation. This time, it's about the agency's technology standards. KXN investigator Matt Grant uncovered online tollway maps five years out of date and a mobile payment app underway in 2018, now quietly abandoned. We're going on a trip. Down US 183, the Bergstrom Expressway, an eight-mile stretch in East Austin, operated by the Central Texas Regional Mobility Authority, is touted as a key north-south alternative to I-35. It costs nearly a billion dollars. Here, tolls are collected by CTRMA, one of a handful of regional agencies across the state authorized to develop toll roads. This particular highway has been in use for more than two years, but you'd never know that. And they're showing us under construction. By looking at the Texas Department of Transportation's website. What does that tell you? It's not a priority. Nick Wood is an associate research engineer with Texas A&M's Transportation Institute, which has done transit studies for the federal government and TxDOT. He's troubled some of TxDOT's own public roadmaps haven't been updated since July 7, 2018. Why do you think it's taken five years to update? That's a good question. I don't know. He doesn't know why some of the state's maps aren't just outdated, but also confusing. On this map of Austin, Wood points out a color coding system that doesn't make clear if a road is owned by Textag, CTRMA, or if it's fully tolled. Mopac Express, that is a tolled lane, one in each direction, and SH-130, that's all lanes that are tolled. And they're both on the map the same color. 
unless you're like an engineer like me, it's kind of hard to decipher. Technology troubles have been a source of customer frustration. Since 2020, 25% of all Techstack complaints sent into KXAN related to technical problems, things like paying bills and accessing account information. We found similar complaints of computer and system errors made directly to TechStot since 2020 about the state's own tolling system, TechStag, which works on tollways across the state. One frustrated driver complained to TechStag manager said in response to incorrect charges, the technology is not perfect. And if you want people to pay their toll bills, you have to make it easy, intuitive, uh, lessen the barriers for people to access that technology. According to the International Bridge, Turnpike and Tunnel Association, the worldwide association for toll owners and operators, a mobile payment app is considered best practice. The North Texas Tollway Authority and Harris County Toll Road Authority each have one. In 2018, one was in the works for Textag. The CEO of the company Payit announced a partnership with TxDOT to build an app touting mobile is where citizens are and it is important to the Department of Transportation to make resources available in the most modern, efficient way. So what happened? TxDOT says it awarded Payit a no-cost contract in 2018, meaning no money was paid. But the app was placed on hold as TextTag was working to address back office system issues. Wood says reinvesting in technology would go a long way to drive down complaints. Try to understand how people are using technology and try to meet them where they're at because they are a government agency and at the end of the day, they're responsible to the people. After I brought the outdated maps to their attention, I was told the agency is currently working to update information located on those pages. TxDOT did not respond when I asked why it took five years and us pointing it out to do so. Matt Grant, KXAN Investigates. TxDOT says its app was placed on hold in 2020. The contract with Payit expired last year and there are no plans to develop an app at this time. Payit did not respond to our calls for comment. We've been investigating this latest round of TextTag troubles for months. You can catch up on our complete coverage by scanning the QR code here on your screen with your smart device right now. Hundreds of people locally will soon have to start searching for a new job. More than 400 layoffs will happen in the Austin area this summer. A notice from the Texas Workforce Commission says two companies in Williamson County, one in Bastrop, are letting people go. Accenture, Nielsen, and Brainbridge, and the Southeast Service Corporation are collectively cutting 425 employees. Those companies work in various industries like tech, home remodeling, and even some local schools comes after an already rough year of tech layoffs around the Austin area. Kelly Moreno with the Workforce Solutions Rural Capital Area says it's not uncommon for people to switch careers after getting laid off. Maintenance, tech, um, all kinds, healthcare, anything like that. So there's a lot of different opportunities to earn and learn so that you can get paid, get a new skill set and continue to grow your career. These layoffs are likely to be completed by mid-August. This is KXAN Sports, brought to you by Thomas J. Henry. Good morning to you. The beginning of a new era for the San Antonio Spurs. Seven foot five in sneakers. Victor Wembayana was drafted first overall last night in Brooklyn. He'll be in San Antonio tomorrow. We have reaction from San Antonio, but first let's hear from the newest Spur. He knew it was going to happen, but still, when reality sets in, it gets emotional. Can't really describe it, you know, still fresh. But uh, one of the best feeling of my life, you know, probably the best night of my life. I've been dreaming about this for so long. It's just, it's a dream come true. It's incredible. I felt so much love towards me, 
by the Spurs fans ever since May 16th. You know, there's, I think there's murals of me in, in the city of San Antonio. This is so incredible, you know. I, I could not ask for a better welcome than this. David Robinson, Tim Duncan, and now Victor Wembanyama. The San Antonio Spurs have landed who they hope is one of the most transcendent players of his era. As San Antonio's selection of the French superstar will now usher in a new era of excitement for the franchise. We're thrilled that we're able to bring Victor on board. He's obviously a, a heck of a talent, a very mature young man, but uh, just like with every draft pick, whether it's the first pick or the 27th pick or the 38th pick, uh, we have a responsibility to each and every one to try to create an environment where they can reach the best success possible for them. Because of all the hype, he'll have a target on his back. So more than O's and X's to begin with, we'll be most interested in setting a framework uh, and an environment where he's comfortable, where he can be Victor. Uh, he's not LeBron or Tim or Kobe or anybody else. He's Victor, and that's who we want him to be. I'm very excited. You don't want me to jump up and down, do you? Put on a show for you? I'd do a somersault, but I'd be out for three months. Hard to imagine Pop doing any somersaults or backflips, but it's not unreasonable to think there was at least one celebratory fist pump. And if Victor Wambanyama can do what is expected, there's going to be a whole lot of celebration around these parts. From the Spurs practice facility in San Antonio, Jonathan Thomas, KXAN News. Thanks for joining KXAN News today. You can also listen to KXAN News Nightly every weekday after 5.30 p.m. for in-depth coverage on what matters most to you.